fake facts from the geek out heroes real fake fact hallucinations are just really high perception checks i believe it <laughs> real too high you start seeing shit that nobody else sees all those people on drugs yeah they tone down the resolution <laughs> filter <laughs> they they're seeing through the veil <laughs> natural 20 and dragons that's why they chase them you stand before a door you unlock it with the key of rational thought and common sense beyond it is another dimension a dimension of lunacy laughter and logic you're now moving into a land of both bullshit and fact about movies video games and nerd culture just crossed over into the Geek Out Heroes podcast. All right. Welcome to the Geek Out Heroes. This is Margo. Miles. Anderson. Josiah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's an old joke. Um, so listeners, Josiah is supposed to be here, but we don't know if he's coming and we got tired of waiting. So we're just going to go ahead and start recording. Hopefully he shows up because uh, it's been 40 minutes. Or 40, almost 45 minutes since he was supposed to be here. Anyways, I'm going to start with Halo TV show that's come to Paramount Plus and the. Has a contract for two seasons. Yeah, apparently there's been already renewed for a second season, even though, like, the, the reviews that are coming in for it are mediocre as fuck, even from critics. And on top of that, fans are oh, really pissed. The brutal ones. Uh, and, uh, listeners, as you know, we're Halo fans. And, uh, I knew the show was going to be trash the second I saw the uh, first teaser and uh, I went, well, they're not respecting any of the lore clearly because they have a human working with the covenant. Uh, That would never fucking happen. That was weird. Yeah. uh, Anyone who's even spent even just played the first base game. Halo combat evolved would know that. Yeah, Covenant wants to kill humanity, not have yeah. one in charge. Yeah, they, they would never put a human in charge. They would never have a human be an envoy for them of any kind. They literally just want to kill all of humanity. They, they label us as demons. Specifically, the Master Chief is considered a demon and a blight on their people. They are yeah. religious zealots that <laughs> want to eradicate humanity. Yep. Yeah. We became one of the antithesis of, hey, our religion that you guys all joined? Yeah. These guys are the bad guys. Let's go after them. That's uh, that was alone made me go. Well, not gonna watch this. This looks like shit. And uh, on top of that, I guess all of the best CGI was in the trailers because, or was in the trailers because, uh, evidently the CGI is fucking dog shit. I actually saw some of the scenes from it, and fuck that. Jesus I was watching the Christ. video with the plasma, uh, the plasma pistol. How like in the second scene after you use the plasma pistol, like, you could see it's back to being a cardboard cutout. Right. Yeah. Can I? Can I? Can I just ask uh, the production team on uh, Halo? Was quarter crew just not available to fix your shit? Because fuck me, that was janky as hell. And there's literally a moment where one where fucking you have a Spartan holding a fucking prop. And it is a unfinished prop for the scene. And I guarantee it was one of those things. Oh, fuck it. We'll fix it in post. No one ever fixed it. And on top of that, you hear from the producers and the writers, director, the main actor for Master Chief that uh, 
they've never played the games. They don't look to the games for any for any input. And this is this is a different timeline from a universe that doesn't have a multiverse. Their excuse is it's not canon. Yeah, it's not. This isn't canon. This is just its own thing. Then why the fuck are you doing it? Then why the fuck are you making this? If you're not making it for the people who love the millions of fans of Halo that love Halo, if you're not making it for them, who are you making this for? The people who have never shown interest in Halo and don't want to and and don't really care if they see a movie? Or is it just because you want to introduce a whole bunch of people who are the normies that don't know anything about Halo to Halo? And hopefully you'll pick up a bigger audience for the show because that's probably the direction they're wanting to go. But I hate to tell you this. This isn't the MCU. You think it's one of those things where they don't want to lose the uh, the rights or the license. So they just want to pump something out. I don't know. The, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I doubt it because the license wasn't really like it, the licenses move, have moved from so many studios. It doesn't make it doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, we're talking it, it literally went from Peter Jackson to Steven Spielberg to like another fucking other company. It's just it's stupid. And all I could think of watching the trailer was, hey, Peter Jackson, remember when they uh, wanted to give you a live action Halo and you actually made a real Warthog with Weta? And then they took the project away because Microsoft's a bunch of dumbasses that couldn't capitalize on something good if they wanted to at the time. You mind listeners, this is back just before the play, the uh, Xbox One was getting ready to launch. So <laughs> kind of makes sense. To me, Halo would make a better movie than a TV show. Absolutely. All you have to do is follow the roadmap. Follow yeah, the main plot points. You're good to go. Watch, you know, go and make reach, make reach, make, make fall of reach. One of those into a movie and you're good. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I just lost interest when the uh, director and the leading actor said he's going to be spending most of his time without a helmet. Yeah. He's like, uh, and it, what's really funny is some people are like, Oh, you know, I, I thought I was really going to have a problem with him having his helmet off, but now I saw it. I'm like, I don't really care. I'm like, then you actually never played Halo. It's not like in Halo, he's never had his helmet off. In fact, like as a kid, he didn't have a helmet. He, he wasn't a Spartan when he was a kid. I mean, he went through training from the time he from the time he was a child. Yeah, I'm assuming is, he took his helmet off yeah, on Laundry Day, which is why his his uh, relationship with Halsey is more of a mother son relationship, not a romantic relationship, which is what's apparently being tried to play off on the show. Or where the show is heading. Oh, so they were watching Game of Thrones. So, yeah, I went, that's fucking messed up. Um, the other thing that can't be figured out is why Cortana doesn't look like Halsey. Why it's a different person entirely. Listeners, if you are not familiar with the Halo universe, Cortana is modeled directly off of Halsey. Uh, in fact, she did that intentionally. Because it was her most advanced AI ever. And she's a bit of a uh, narcissist. narcissist. So, I mean, she was like, all right, well, it seems like a, seems like a no better person than me to be to to be this this AI. So I'm gonna make Cortana in my image. So she made Cortana in her image, and Cortana is partnered with Chief. That's the only place where there is a possibility of a romantic feelings from Chief and Cortana, and that's because she's one of the closest human beings, human being personalities, I should say, to him. She humanizes him. That's the whole deal with Cortana. Is she humanizes the chief? It's the reason why fans don't really want the new storyline of the games because yeah. <laughs> it's the reason why Halo Five was shit. It's the reason why people didn't like how the games were heading, and why some people have just said "fuck this, I'm out." To turn around and say that the only way that people can identify with Master Chief and his personality and the way he looks 
or you know, just him being human or anything like that, or any emotion that he might evoke is by seeing his face. That's the only way we can do it. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I, I still remember to this day, the old way that Vader betrayed the emperor. And uh, when he was looking between Emperor Palpatine and Luke Skywalker, you don't see his face the entire time. And he's looking back and forth and you know, there's this internal struggle that is happening with him of wanting to save his son, but wanting to continue to serve the emperor. And he chooses his son. There's no need for the no, no, which has fucking been added. Still fucking pisses me off to no end. Thanks for reminding me. I forgot about that. What? The stupid no. The no that was yeah. added to it. Yeah, it's so dumb. Doesn't it's, need to be in there. Didn't, didn't need to be in there in the first place. You already got that emotion yeah. from watching him being looking Le- back and forth. Yeah, and George Lucas got on the same stint as this. Is as this is what's going on? Is that's my point? Is George Lucas did that change because he said, "Well, you can't see his face. It doesn't fucking matter. the The way that the actor portrayed that moment is perfect. You didn't need to change any of it, and you're overthinking things at this point. This is what what got George Lucas to sell. Uh, Star Wars in the first place because he kept wanting to change his films for no fucking reason. That's why he that's basically what he was stuck on. He was like, well, they're not perfect to me anymore. So I'm going to sell the franchise because I can't do anything with it. Never mind the fact that you could have just handed it off to other creatives and just let them do what they wanted to do with it while you reaped the benefits. I, I still don't get that part. Making Star Wars anything was basically like writing a blank check. You might as well just, you know, make whatever you wanted out of it and continued. Every time they canceled a project from Lucas, I didn't understand. Like, where was it not making you any money? Right. Yeah, especially in an era where clearly, I mean, obviously with the the Halo TV series, places are just banking on name recognition for selling shit. Yeah, and it works Absolutely. to a degree. Yeah. Until people watch and like, now nah, I'm good. Yeah, and the thing is, is like, so he got stuck on that whole thing. So that's why that change happened. He had to have the the no because there was no facial expression. When it wasn't needed in the first place. The same thing goes with Master Chief. We don't need a facial expression. It's all in the voice and how he acts things out. So if the actor isn't strong enough and can't can't communicate his own emotions without taking his helmet off, then they're not worth their fucking salt. Sorry. And on top of that, the reviews that I trust have actually said that the actor playing Master Chief in it, it wants to be Christian Bale in the worst ways from Batman. Yeah, when the Master Chief became a smoker. Yeah. Let's go. You know, that shit like fucking Christ, man. Like I, like when I, when I heard that described, I was like, that sounds fucking awful. And that's the whole thing that people don't understand is like some of the other Spartans. Yeah. They'll get uppity. They'll get emotional about stuff. Chief was always calm, cool and collected. There was rarely a moment where he broke. He, he would just be calmly like silver team. Let's go. You know, basically yeah, even if he broke, it broke for a couple of yeah. seconds and he would snap into it. Yeah. We're that's up. why he's so special. And that's, yeah, that's, and that's the thing like people don't understand is a key. He was the, for the Spartans, he was the Leonidas. Every time he showed up into a major fight, he turned it around. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, if they continue was, with it, I look forward to them uh, having Noble Six give a rousing speech. Oh, my God. <laughs> you shut the fuck up. If Noble Six is in this, I will lose my goddamn mind. Matter of fact, he's going to give a speech about gender politics. Like, you got to be fucking kidding me. This he's going to be the uh, boisterous comedic relief. Hey, listeners, just so you know, I'm not talking from a place from ignorance of not watching it and not knowing what I'm talking about. A buddy of mine allowed me to use his account on Paramount Plus to actually watch it. It is trash. 
for a Halo fan, you immediately know that they did not pay attention to any of the games or whatsoever. And what's funny is the director has said, or the showrunner has said that, oh, no, no, we actually looked to the games. No, the article basically talks about the fact that you guys, you looked at the games, you looked at the books, you looked at the comics, everything else that had an expansive universe, and you saw all that was there. And then you went, oh, there's a lot here. And basically just said, we're going to ignore all that and make our own thing. That's what happened. And the show I can confirm is garbage. Don't waste your time. But since we said a while back on the podcast, if you're going to talk about something, you have to have either experienced it or know what you're talking about. Well, we know what you're talking about and I've experienced now and I can tell you definitively it's trash. I know I've said that now three times, but it is, it's just sad. It's, it's a masterclass in what not to do and how not to follow a roadmap. That's like that's the it's thing. Be like, played by Kevin Hart. Listeners, there's something to be said for the for the silent pro- like there's something to be said for the silent protagonist, and this is actually true and was proven by Nicolas Cage in uh, Will is Wonderland. Will is Wonderland. Uh, the fact that you can have a character that emotes and has tons of expression without saying a single fucking word, and it's perfect. Like that, I just don't know it, how his heart didn't explode. That, in that mo- movie. Yeah, that movie is a master class in. A, in what a silent protagonist can do. And while, yes, some people are going to make the argument of, oh, but you can see Nicolas Cage's face. I'd make the argument back of there are more, th- you know, tools in an actor's repertoire rather than just using their face to emote. They have body language, movements, anything like that. That's what would come through here in a suit like what Master Chief wears. It sure as hell comes through in the games and he's not a silent protagonist. He talks. So when the actor who plays Master Chief turns around and makes the argument of, oh, well, I need to I need people to be able to see my face in order for them to know what my emotions are and know what Master Chief's going through. And he changes his voice into this gruff fucking exterior. Like, God damn, dude. Seriously, you you're not worth your salt. If that's the case, if that's the only way that they know what you're going through, then you're not worth your salt. So when it comes like when it comes to this Halo series, instead, they're they're using an actor that clearly apparently can't get those kind of emotions across. Can't do the Master Chief voice. Thinks he's Christian Bale, uh, and I, like, and you guys don't have the production values to make a Halo show. Clearly, no, you're also he, not taking any of the care that's necessary to make a Halo show. So, why he clearly wouldn't know how to do the Master Chief voice because they've never played the games. <laughs> my they biggest no issue reference. is exactly my attachment to Master Chief is I always pictured it was actually John McClane underneath the helmet. I always pictured Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like listeners, they could have done so much better with this. And that's the thing that's the killer for all fans is the fact that the fans know it could have been really good. It could have actually been great if they had just followed the instructions. It's like getting, you know, it's like getting a whole bunch of furniture from Ikea. And instead of following the instructions, you decide, fuck it, I'm going to take all these things and put them together like Legos. I'm so lazy. And, I'm like, I buy the store the, model. And at the end, you can't figure out why you don't have a chair, a table, and an entertainment system. You have this amalgam of bullshit put together that's not useful to anyone that no one likes and no one wanted in the first place. And that's exactly what we're seeing from Hollywood in this. We're seeing this and we're seeing this in lots of other places. You know, they're going the, back to the old ways and not following plots. I always yeah. use the Homer Simpson barbecue pit analogy. 
<laughs> yeah when he says when he shows the they show the photo and they have that fake out i mean it looks like freaking amazing then he pulls us that looks great and then he pulls it takes the photo down why does mine look like that <laughs> that's the yeah. reason why i stopped watching wheel of time i yeah i've heard the same thing happens with that wheel of time just doesn't doesn't follow the instructions it just says fuck it does its own thing. I can understand trying to speed along some of the story because I would say a good third of the book is just walking. The, the entire series is just walking. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I can understand that you, you want to skip all that. But you're not following the major plot lines anymore. You're kind of just mixing and matching like book one and book six and to make this one episode. So I'm yeah. out. And not to get us too far off track, but this kind of reminds me of uh, how people like how fans like the the hardcore fans see Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. The thing that they wanted from Lord of the Rings was the books. They wanted the books. They wanted the, they wanted a television series like game of Thrones where it followed every single fucking thing in the books. And Peter Jackson made a movie. The thing that I respect and the reason why I can respect it, even though I've read the books listeners is the thing that I like is that he keeps the majority of the content in there and he stays true, especially for Lord of the Rings stays true to the source material. He didn't set out to do his own thing. He wanted to try and do something that was considered impossible. Yeah. He wanted to convey the story as best he could. And even, even at the extended editions, it still doesn't include everything that's in those books. And to put that into a four hour movie, and I'm saying, you know, four hours because the extended editions to put that in a four hour movie, that's daunting. That's in, that's, that's pretty, that's you have to make it a show. It's impossible. So that would be boring because, you really want to watch all that walking. Yeah. So people have the term. So people, so he, he cut corners. Absolutely. And I respect, I respect the opinions of Tolkien fans who are like, I wanted this. I wanted to see this. I want to see that. Totally understand. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. I love the, the book prisoner of action. I fucking hate that movie. It's good for visuals. When you read the books, at least now you've got a face to the character, but I guess, it. but yeah, it's, it's, the events happen out of order in the movie. A lot of things are cut out of the film. It's very infuriating for me. Which is why a lot of fans who love the fourth book don't care for the Goblet of Fire. This is why I don't read sense. so I can appreciate movies more. <laughs> so then you so if if we didn't play video <laughs> games, we would appreciate Halo. This brings me back. Thank you, Miles. Great segue. This brings me back to what I was saying. So if, if we didn't play video games, we'd appreciate Halo. And that's exactly what they were going for. We like literally every uh, outlet out there is playing PR defense for the, for, you know, they're doing the puff pieces for the show of saying this show isn't for the gamers. This shows for other, for other people, which would be a little bit okay. more believable if this was being done a decade ago. Correct. Yeah, you know, we've 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 hit a point in society, and we we've been heading this direction for a long time now. Where we've and we've pointed it out before that geekdom has become kind of mainstream. You know, yeah. everybody and their fucking mother uh, streams on Twitch, is. plays games, knows what Halo is, blah 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 blah. Right? And yeah. like, so who the fuck are you selling this to? You like you're selling it to such a niche market of people that don't know what the fuck this is. They heard the fucking name and they're like, oh, yeah, I've heard that name. Let me watch the the show. Same thing with Uncharted movie. <laughs> True. So to sit there and tell me that you weren't making a show for gamers, that just sounds like you're a fucking idiot and have no idea what your demographic is. You didn't do any marketing research. 
You just went out to make your own agenda show, which is exactly what this is because Master Chief's not even the main character. The main character is the girl that you've seen in the trailer that barely gets any screen time. Why does the girl get only get only so many, if she's the main character, according to the, even the first, the, the reviews of the first episode, why does she get so much, so little screen time on that trailer? And all they do is focus on master chief and all the battles and shit happening with the covenant and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Because they wanted gamers to be fooled into thinking this was for them. Yep. Least amount of effort. That's exactly what it is. And they didn't expect the gamers to immediately cue in and go, Hey, uh, why is there a human being with the covenant? The moment that happened, everything crumbled. People saying, oh, the the fans, the the gaming fans are toxic. I guess we're toxic because we wanted to have something better. We expected a higher standard and we wanted actually Halo. It's weird. It's it's almost like, you know, when you put a you put a sticker on something, you expect to get exactly what the sticker says. And the reason why they do this is because they wanted to see if they could get away with it and if fans would still watch it. And that was it. None of us are going to watch it. And none of us are going to watch it because we know it's already trash. They didn't do themselves any favors by putting it on Paramount Plus either. Nope. It's like anytime I see something that uh, sounds remotely interesting and then like it pops up and it's like Apple, Apple Plus TV. I'm like, well, I'm not fucking watching it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Paramount Plus, Halo's not going to get me to subscribe. Star Trek's not going to get me to subscribe. Picard sure as shit won't get me to subscribe. You guys have ruined so many great shows and so many great series that I've loved simply because you think that going woke is the best thing for everybody. Oh, and uh, Picard's bad. It's not. I'm sorry, it's not. And listeners, you might be, oh, here they go on a woke on a, on a woke tangent. Like, name one thing woke that has been good. One. Name one thing woke that has been good. I can't something that has solely been designed for one purpose of pushing, you know, women empowerment, pushing, you know, trans empowerment, pushing whatever the fuck they want to push, you know, pushing whatever fucking agenda they are for. They're, they're for that week. Why don't you ask DC how the new Superman cells are doing? How many shows, how many shows are we going to get now? That's going to involve Ukraine. Like that's the new virtual signaling now of, I support this cause now this week. We live in such a narcissistic society that people are literally going, oh, I support them too. Look at what I'm doing for them. Look at what I'm going to do. Pay attention to me. Ooh. It's that Anthony Jaselnik special. What about me? Yeah. What about me? They're so busy. Like sitting there. Oh, what, what agenda can we follow now? It's all about What, what can we do to, to help push this along in Hollywood? You live in a world that does not exist for the rest of us because you have no idea. You're so self-important. You have no idea how the rest of us have to live. And these people are in charge of our entertainment. No wonder Halo looks like shit. I'm sorry that Hollywood has been a shithole for women and everyone else living there for so long, but that's not our fault. The rest of the world hasn't been solely like this. You know, we're not all Blizzard. We're not all Activision. Those are California-based companies. There's a reason why California-based companies, California-based industries are falling apart. Because they have no fucking values. And they don't value people. They don't stand on their values, and every time they get called out, they take three steps back instead of standing their stance. Yeah. The, the rest of you, they, they yeah. basically sit there and say, oh, well, the rest of you are evil. What the fuck did we do? 
And it's so weird because now it's multiple companies, and when all these companies decide they want a virtual signal, look at Harry's razors, right? I'm like, who cares? You're a fucking razor company. You you show. Oh yeah, with their whole cream. like when when they sat there and they're like, yeah. you know, because of li- literally two tweets. Yeah. Two tweets from people who had so little followers it was lud- ludicrous. They pointed out to Harry or to to Harry's uh, razors that they were a sponsor with the Daily Wire, right? Yeah. And they told they they said that the they they told the Daily Wire or told them that the Daily Wire was sexist and misogynist yada, and, yada. and racist and all this bullshit that's not true. And they 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 canceled their <laughs> they canceled their uh, their sponsorship and it was and they were doing well and then they turned around and now they're being put out of business by the very people they were sponsoring. Congratulations, you played yourselves. You could have just let it go and be like, we're a shaving company. We don't get political. We're just a sponsor on their show. Yeah. We just want to sell our razors to people. So if you don't like it, don't buy our razors. Go we're only a hundred because a good chunk of the demographic on the show are males. And that's usually who we sell to. Yeah. Those are the people who shave with our razors. <laughs> Again, why are companies always virtual signaling? It goes back to being a very narcissistic society, which yeah. affects our entertainment that turns it to crap. Yeah, uh, you know, it garners attention, and attention generates clicks. Clicks generate ad revenue and sales, and so on and so forth. It just—it feels like it's ass backwards because now you're not seeing the long-term profits from it. They're getting the immediate money, but the lot—the long-term profit. Least amount of work. Yeah, least amount of work for the most money. Yeah. Speaking of everything being affected, and <laughs> uh, how fans react to things. And apparently our toxicity about uh, towards stuff. I, I guess I can put the whole thing of like fans are just being toxic for leaving Halo Infinite because they don't want to put up with their bullshit. So Halo Infinite is now down to a quarter of its original size from its launch for player base. They lost 95% of their player base from launch. That means from initial launch. The, yeah. Yeah. That, that but means, I'm talking like the people that kind of stayed yeah. for a bit. That okay, I got order. Yeah, night is it's listeners though. The the way it was worded was 95%. When I looked into it, it was just from launch. I'm like, well, that just means people you had a whole shit ton of people sign in, a bunch of people were just like, I don't, this isn't for me, I don't want to play this. Stop playing it within the first couple of weeks, and those numbers are still counted in the launch numbers. So Anderson is saying that the daily players, the, the ones people that actually who stuck come it back, out, yeah, who stuck it out, who are actually actively going to play it, they've lost 25% of them, correct? Yep, okay. It's the new Marvel's Avengers. Uh, that's what it sounds like. And yeah. a lot of people keep, here's the thing. A lot of people keep pointing to it, the main issue is like, oh, it's because of lack of content. It's more than it, just that. It's more than just that. There's a lot of problems with the online, especially the desync issues with the servers. That's a major one, especially on the PC side. Uh, the fact is, is that the game's just not as polished as it should have been. And it should have been delayed for another year, even on the multiplayer side. While they figured things out and tried to work out one their monetization schemes, anything, everything that they were going to be doing while making content and working on making sure that they could put in co-op for the campaign itself. So listeners, I know we've brought up co-op several times, but the game is missing basic like basic features that have always been expected in Halo. And while everybody says, oh, well, the you know, this is the longest we waited for a content drop from Halo. Halo in the past has never, ever, and I should say until halo five 
has never needed a content drop, has never needed a map pack for people to keep playing because it's Halo. Fans of Halo 2 played Halo 2 for six years. Halo 3 came out in 2007. They played it till 2010. You can't tell me that they needed map packs. Uh, I can bring up a stat right now, the comparable. So right now, the biggest player base that's being played is the Master Chief Collection, which came out seven years ago. Yeah. It's just a better version. People want a finished product. They want something that's functional, works, and they can play with their friends. Make a good product. Make people, you know, make people want to want to play it and they'll play it for as long as they want, as long as they can. And that's what's happened in every Halo before this. Halo Reach, massively fucking popular game. Halo Reach, they still had players for 10 years after the game had released. They still had players. I think Reach might be one of my my favorite one in the title in the title series. Yeah. I think that was, that was me, a pretty solid. To me, that game. was the that to me that was the last great multiplayer they had. I enjoyed that one pretty thoroughly in ODST. Um, Matter of fact, Miles and I probably were close to being diabetic. The amount of Mountain Dew we drink playing ODST. <laughs> yeah. ODST, the original horde, the original horde mode. Till, I uh, could, my body now re- rejects it. Mountain Dew because of that. There's a lot of other factors, listeners. It's not just the lack of content and. I think they're blaming the lack of content as an easy out and not like analyzing the game. And the fact is, is there, there are so many fans, like I cannot believe the amount of people who are sucking the dick of anti of, of halo infinite and not even considering the fact that the trailer they originally presented that was showing off the engine is missing all of the wildlife. Most of the open world aspects that they showed that were in engine. Can you guess it's a dead world? Listeners miles worked in miles worked in development. He's got a degree in, Computer animation. Computer animation. Even he can tell you when you create assets in a game or in an in-engine trailer, those assets are there to use for the game. Why aren't any of the assets that they made for that trailer being used in the game? Because I, I stand by this. I think that game trailer was fucking bullshit. I think it was made by... Different a, a different studio and it was not in engine. I think that is a complete fucking lie from Microsoft. And it's just because you can see a, such a tremendous difference between what they showed off and what we got. I, it is night and fucking day from what you see. And the fact is that the, the hysterical part is like, listeners a while back, I got into an argument with a, with a halo fan and they sat there and they said, Oh yeah, you're right. They didn't put anything in there. Like being sarcastic with me. He said, never mind the fact that they have the, the Marines in there in an open world area. They have uh, the, the ring architecture, you know, the pop and smoke to, to get help and stuff like that. I'm like, I said, I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I expected a full Halo product, not let me go and, you know, not UNSC rescue simulator where I go through and save Marines in an open world for no fucking reason other than to get experience points. To upgrade Master Chief shit. To me, that just sounds too much like Far Cry. It is massively Far Cry. It's Far Cry only on a far more boring aspect. It is there's nothing in the open world. So I just got done and, playing and that people, last the, Far Cry game of Miles and yeah. the shenanigans we did as a co-op, and I'm like, why does this have co-op but Halo doesn't? Because they can't figure out how to do co-op in Halo. Guarantee it. And that brings us to the fact that co-op has now been delayed to to be determined. It's not coming. 
originally expected in uh, April, then May, now to be determined? They don't know when they're going to have co-op? Maybe in four years. Listeners, I want to remind you that this game was supposed to come out in 2020. Yeah, it's a flagship title. It was a flagship title. It was supposed to come out in 2020. That's when they expected to launch. And when they showed off the gameplay and people lost their shit over the graphics and how bad they were, and they were a lot worse than they are, you know, now, obviously, but they were 10 times worse than what we, you know, than, than what we're seeing today. And what we're seeing today isn't even close to the fucking launch or fucking original teaser trailer in engine. You see where I'm going, listeners? That's that's why it's a fucking fake. That's why it's fucking false. They lied to you about the entire thing. Well, it's like the, there was uh, no game. They didn't have any of those assets. They didn't make any of that stuff. The team that's currently in charge of Fable openly admitted that it was a, a special team that makes mock trailers that did the trailer for him. For them, yeah. yeah. So it does exist. You can't tell me it doesn't exist. I just don't think people want to accept it. Accept what? Most of the trailers we watch nowadays are that good or mock-ups are just mock-ups. Yeah. yeah. They're just, it, this is, it, it's the, 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 it's the equivalent of when we've got the first kill zone two trailer for Hey, or for on the PlayStation three. And they claimed, and the thing is they claimed before they showed off the CGI trailer that, Oh, this is all in game. Like in the tra- and the developers went, no, 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 no. no. Like the, that was, that was fucking de- a death nail for them. The fact like, dude, no, the trailer is not, the trailer is not in game. The trailer is, just a mock-up of what we just want the game. It's an idea of what we want the game to look like and feel like. That's it. And I think Halo was the same way, only they made the mistake of, oh, it's an engine, and it's not. And they couldn't make the engine look as good as that. And they couldn't make the game look as good as that. And if this game was supposed to if this game was supposed to come out in 2020, could you imagine if this what the state of the game would have been in 2020? They can't even get co-op in the game now, a year later. And in 2020, they were supposed to launch this fucking game. It would have been a demo. That's they it. can't even get playlists going. And that's the number one request from the player base. They finally got playlists. Play- playlists in the multiplayer yeah. work now. You can I actually- saw that was on there, and I saw they wanted a rotating playlist. Yeah, I have no idea. I I, I don't know the changes they made recently. Josiah's not here to... And Josiah's not here to confirm it. He's the one that's with the season pass, so he plays it more than we do. But... Listeners, it's just kind of, it's crazy on the fact that if the game was supposed to come out in 2020 and they can't get co-op in it now, 2022, and they're delaying it again, well, saying four it, years, we've got two more years to go. How much development needed to go on this game? They, it's not they, cl- they clearly pushed it because they wanted to get it out for the anniversary. It was pushed by Microsoft. Microsoft pulled the whole EA nonsense of, well, you said the game was going to be ready, but here we're going to make you make it ready. Instead of giving them time to make the make a fully fledged game, and on top of that, they said that it wasn't going to be a games as a service title. It's a games as a service title. So, listeners, I'm going to interrupt myself really quick and let you know that you can look back as far back as uh, 2019, even 2018. There are articles coming out from Microsoft and little bits of information from 343, basically saying we're not fully investing into a live service title. Never mind the fact that they had already revealed that it was going to be called Halo Infinite. Now. Tons of people, including us, had already said, this sounds like a live service game. It sounds like it's going to go live service. I said multiple times, I fear it's going to go live service and that's going to be bad. Lo and behold, it's live service and it's bad. Live service games really don't work and they don't work when you have no idea what you're doing with them or if you rush the projects like Anthem. And this is what we're seeing now is a rushed Halo live service game. 
Hopefully it can get through and hopefully it can actually pull out of this. We'll see. Hence the need for content drops. Doesn't it have its own pass too? Like Halo Pass or some shit. They have a, they have a seat. Yeah, they have a season pass for the for for the online. On top of that, Halo Infinite is going to be added on to for the next ten years. Well, that's a live service game. Well, back in two thousand twenty one, they made the decision that yes, it's going to be a live service title. It's going to be a live game. They're going to be constantly adding to it, constantly changing things up, creating events and all this stuff like that. But the problem is, is they clearly didn't have a schedule set or they had no plan set for after launch because they didn't actually take the time to make sure the game was finished, that we got the final title that we should have gotten. Hence the dead open world, the lack of content drops for online, no co-op is the most boring Halo title I've ever played. It's just, it's infuriating. and. To have like to have that news like, oh, we're delaying this, we're delaying that, and we can't get things set up for, for Halo Infinite while we're trying to fix the multiplayer and all that shit. Meanwhile, fans are fucking just revolting and going, fuck you, I'm out. I, I can't do this anymore. And and while, while at the same time, I'm being reminded by Halo fans that it's the best Halo that's ever existed. Is it? Is it the most loved Halo ever when people are abandoning the fucking game? I think the fans you're talking to probably never played Reach. I think the fans I'm talking to are the same kind of fanboys that I've always talked to of they can't look at anything objectively. Oh, they got the beer goggles on. Well, they just they they look at it from a from a strictly fans perspective of I love this this series and I'm never going to love I'm never going to, you know, put it down. It's the greatest thing ever that's existed. You can go fuck yourself for talking down to it. And they don't look at it objectively. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of the negative, kind of funny because it correlates to the the way Hollywood sees things because Hollywood thinks that we're all toxic because we don't like what they make. And they don't think that they don't think the fact is, is that they're they're not being objective and saying, maybe we didn't do a good job. (laughs) Maybe we did a terrible idea. Middle ground doesn't cause sensationalism. So it's not a polar reaction. True. That's, That's what they want. They want a polar reaction. Either it's loved absolutely or fucking hated. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of delays, Suicide Squad, uh, Kill the Justice League, has been delayed till next year, 2023. And it's not surprising to anybody. No. I, I, I think the people who were expected to come out this year were living in a, like, living a pipe dream because all we saw was an in-game, in-engine trailer yeah. that showed off what is potentially what the gameplay will be. And which, we're all guessing Sunset Overdrive. And we're all guessing it's going to be very similar to Sunset Overdrive. I mean, that, that's the first thing that comes to mind to anybody that watches it. Uh, you know what? Not, I'm going to still again, stick to the Not stance. a bad thing. Just just pointing out the fact that like it looks like it's not really a finished product already. Give me a finished product and take your time. That's all yeah. I want. Yeah. So, and and a lot of people are like, "Well, the Rocksteady has already been working on this for a long time." Okay, yeah, I, I'm fine with that. As, as you know, hopefully their publisher is taking care of them. It took them seven years to make Arkham Asylum. Yeah. So, I mean, if they have to take their time, they have to take their time. They're making something different that they haven't really made before. Cool. Surprise yeah, Zero Dawn surprised the hell out of us. Yeah. Good. We we wish it all the best and hopefully it comes out and it's a finished product and we sit there and go, man, this is worth playing. It's great. Hopefully it's not a live service title. If it is, I'll know. fucking just explode. At this point, I kind of want to be a single player game. Dude, the amount of the 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 amount of live service titles that have come out, especially from Square Enix recently, that have just bombed proves that live service games don't work. If Halo doesn't show it. If Halo is not proving that to you, I don't know what will, but Square Enix has proven it now three, three times now this year in a single year 
Well, they had one from uh, from Platinum Games, which was everybody was expecting a Platinum Games title. They were expecting something like Bayonetta or Beat 'Em Up, and they had made a live service title that just tanked. Nobody's playing it, and they've turned around and said, "Oh, we're still committed to making content for it and making it better." And meanwhile, I'm sitting there going, "Well, you're a live service title. If nobody's playing your game, then there's no commitment because there's nobody going to be there to to receive it." And you know these things do kill player base and fans. The new Borderlands came out, and I don't even want to touch it. Yeah, Tiny Tina's uh, Wonder World uh, or Wonderlands came out, and uh, while it's built off the idea of uh, bunkers and badasses, it's still from, using the Borderlands three engine. It's using the engine. Well, it's using the which is Unreal. Yeah, it's the Unreal engine. But the thing but they're is, they're still using the the same program. They're using the same programming. And it has the same issues that was when Borderlands Three. They have the same problems with fan where where co op uh, people are getting kicked off. They're having the same problems with crashes in the game, frame, or frame rate problems. It's it's got the same issues as Borderlands Three. So they didn't fix shit from Borderlands Three. You think they're going to fix Tiny Tina Wonderlands? They just made all new assets or redid assets and they called it a day. So. Yeah, my, my suggestion, listeners, for that, and we haven't played the game, but this is my suggestion because uh, it's what I'm going to do and what I think the guys are going to do is uh, we're not going to buy it unless it's on game and, and we're not going to play it unless it's on Game Pass. The only way I'm going to buy it is if it's like 10 bucks. I could see that. A yeah. deep discount. Yeah. Deep discount. Yeah. Yeah, I was toying with, with the, uh, the idea bill. of using that, uh, that $50 gift credit. <laughs> For it, but, but shoot, the two of us were just texting and talking each other out of it. You are only gonna hate yourself. I know, I know. I, I I haven't done it, and I haven't resolved to do it. I just thought about doing it. I get it. And it's like, and on top of that, like you have like that fifty dollar gift card, or basically a fifty dollar gift card. Uh, and it's hard to make a choice on whether or not to buy something because you recently bought something that immediately went to Game Pass. Yeah, uh, it was uh, uh the Dungeons of uh, No Whole Book. Which actually yeah. I can review for the most part. I still haven't finished it, but I think I'm right at the ass end of it. We'll bring it up when we go to uh, we yeah. go to uh, reviews because uh, we but, don't have Josiah here. Anymore but yeah, to, to this yeah. point, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I got it for like twelve bucks. I think it's like normally yeah. a twenty something or thirty something dollar game. And right. uh, yeah, went on Game Pass like a week after I bought it. I'm like, well, while I don't mind supporting a smaller developer. I wouldn't have bought it if it had bought a product on Game Pass. Yeah. Is there any way we can get like a list of games coming to Game Pass, or is that just like a surprise? They, uh, they sometimes it's just kind of let you know. last minute. Yeah, yeah, but they try yeah to every once in a while, some just pop up out of nowhere. Yeah, a lot of it's just like trying to get negotiation or negotiating a deal with Microsoft or they look at how many pre-orders they've had and then they finally go, all right, we're just going to bring it to game pass and then see if people play it. And they find out that, Oh, people love our game and are playing our game. And they actually make more money off. of. Oh, I've actually, I bought two games off game pass. It was the hundred call of the wild, which we don't touch anymore. Yeah. Listeners. When he says bought off game pass, he means the fact like we played it on game pass. We were totally into it on game pass. And, and I like, spent oh, shit, the money when it went on sale. Yeah. yeah. I bought two games. I bought that one. And, uh, the one where you play the uh, the Mind Dwarfs, Galactic Rock, or whatever. Hard Rock Galactic? Deep Rock. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Deep Rock Galactic. Yeah. Deep Rock Galactic. The one with the I've actually played with Strangers, and obviously they were newbies, so I've gotten a lot of people drunk in that game. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a dick. So yeah, it, but you it's know, one of those things like you, you kind of sit there like, I don't, I don't know if I should buy anything because it, I don't know if it's going to come to Game Pass. 
It's that no. and the fact that we're getting so used to games not being finished. Like, I feel like one of the few companies left we can trust in Nintendo. We may not like what they do. For the most part, yeah. they have a finished product. Yeah. Tr- tr- trust is a strong word. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> when we buddy, say buddy. we're okay with delays, like with the new... I want to play. I want to try the new Suicide Squad game, but... Yeah. You know, if, as long as they delay it and it's a finished project, we'll give it a try. Yeah. Don't make the same mistakes everybody else seems to constantly make now and not release understand. now, fix and, later. And for some reason, can't figure out when they make these mistakes why they're failing. And that's the thing that, that's crazy is the fact like they see other companies make these mistakes, then they do the exact same fucking thing, and then they can't figure out why they failed. Like that's that's the part that I can't I can't wrap my mind around because you know, it's 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 fucking weird to at, see that. And it, this, it goes it, it goes along sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say uh, at this rate, I mean along those same lines, I don't I'm at the point where I don't think uh Dying Light 2 is ever gonna have crossplay. I don't think they, it will either. I think that, that was a they pipe refuse dream. to acknowledge it. Yeah. They the 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 articles that mentioned it before when I go to it have uh been they're not updated, but they're updated at the bottom of saying like, you know, crossplay is still a possibility, but it's not, you know, it's not guaranteed now. But based off of the earlier statements made in the article was that the developers were looking, they, all they said was we're essentially we're looking into, co- into crossplay for, for cross generation and cross console so that we have a larger playing pool. Yeah, that was it. And I, for certain, like for some reason we took that and, and a lot of the rest of the community took that as this was going to happen. And I think it was because and the only reason why I can say that we it's not an excuse listeners because it doesn't doesn't excuse the fact that it it was taking what they had said and building off of that way too much because in reality, if they never come out with with uh with crossplay, it's not the developer's fault. We're not gonna blame them for it. Uh it's it's blaming ourselves for our own expectations of it because at the same time when they made those statements, it was when crossplay was becoming a big hot topic and uh, Sony was being the the one holdout of like not wanting to allow it with everybody, so we had just assumed, oh, it's going to be crossplay because especially since PC and, and and Xbox can talk to each other so well, it shouldn't be an issue. Well, now apparently it's just not you know more than likely not going to happen. Um, I mean, shit, they just allowed crossplay on PC itself, and when I say on PC, between uh, like Steam and other launchers, yeah, out there. So and that and that was the first dying light. So and that's uh, just and they're, recently they're now having to do the same thing with uh, the PC years. version two. Yeah, and they're recently just now having to do the same thing with two of like we're gonna have to allow crossplay between EA or uh, Epic Games Store and Steam and wherever else we're selling this, so that their player pool on PC is larger than it's been, and uh, that's one of the things they're gonna have to work in there. So. I, I don't know if we'll see it between consoles. I don't know if we'll see it between consoles and PC. Uh, I, and I highly doubt it. At this rate, but, I, uh, I'd be surprised to see it between different generations of consoles. Yep. Uh, I can go ahead and just, when I finish Forbidden West, go back to that and finish it then. I yeah, took, gonna, I took a break this, to see if they were going to come out. Yeah, go on, yeah, play with you guys. I'm going to do the same thing after I'm done with, uh, when I'm actually done with, uh, or get tired of playing Elden Ring, I'll go back to it and play it. Um, I feel like I'm on the final stretch of Forbidden West. Like I'm basically down to just upgrading my gear. Yeah. 
and doing the final missions because I know I'm at the final missions because as, as soon as I go talk to on special talk to the quest giver says, "Hey, baby mom, make sure all your other quests are done." Yeah, I'm like, I know I'm in the final stretch. So with the you know, getting back to the like you know along the lines of like delays and stuff like that, and not expecting certain features to come up, we don't expect co-op from Halo. We don't you know, and we completely expected the delay from uh, any new game. You know, we we expect a delay from any new game. Really, we totally expected a, a delay from. Uh, the Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. And partially, I think that is because so many games are being announced way too early, just absolutely years ahead of their time. Cyberpunk 2077 is a, is a perfect example of this. Announced way too fucking early. It was originally announced with a concept trailer. Yeah, you can that do was a just teaser all CGI. Or concept, and all you got to do is just give updates and say, hey, we're working on it. That's all and, you yeah, too. and, and I, I think that even in some cases, I think that's even too much now. Because recently, Cyberpunk or sorry, CD Projekt Red had announced that they're working on another Witcher, and it's not actually The Witcher Four. They've said it's not The Witcher Four, but it does take place in The Witcher, you know, in The Witcher universe, which could mean largely that they're not going to be going off the books. So don't expect it to be off of anything like that. Like, listen, they've deviated from the books tons in the in the game and tons in the in the show, obviously. So. No one's really expecting to get the books verbatim, but the games have been widely loved by even fans of the books. And now they're going to be it, what appears reaching into new territory. They show, they're showing off like a different uh, medallion. It's one that's supposed to be a, it's a cat. It's a, uh, uh, I couldn't tell if it was a cat or a, a fix. Links. Uh, links. Thank you. I said Finks, didn't I? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I said it with an F and not an L. <laughs> I thought you said it like with a PH. jackass. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going for Sphinx and I just didn't hear the S. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty hot and exciting. Sorry. <laughs> so it's uh, <laughs> it's a it's a Lynx. Uh, a lot of people are expecting this to be part of a different house for the Witcher or a new house for the Witchers. Don't know where it's going to, I don't know where they're going to go. Nobody really knows where, where they're going to go. They gave very little information. And I think this is at a point where they're announcing this way too early. Uh, but the only thing that's actually a comfort to any fans of, of CD Projekt Red is that they're going to be abandoning the Red Engine and going on to Unreal Engine 5 yeah. to make this game, which should help development and should make the development a little easier on them. I'm hoping, given the fact that they've been more familiar with uh, the Red Engine for so long, it might cause a little bit of a problem with learning curve wise but unreal engine 5 it has a good with, trend along with unity they're they're designed to be more friendly in order for you to use the tools that they have uh <clears throat> unreal's not perfect but they make good engines yeah so best looking uh, engine out there <laughs> yeah if it's used properly oh, you, you, have you God. seen the new unity uh the new unity trailer they put out that uh, was the challenge to unreal no. uh if here's the thing with unity listeners that a lot of times unity is used because it's so easy to work with. And usually uh, a lot of gamers try to avoid games that are made on unity because most developers don't know what the fuck they're doing with it. And that's unfortunate. It's not like it's a bad, it's not like it's a bad engine. It's just that it's not utilized properly in a lot of ways. And it creates a lot of bugs as a result. Same thing could be, could be said for unreal engine five. If it's used by a bad developer, it creates a lot of bugs. This is true in games all the way back to Xbox 360 with two human. That was proof that if a developer doesn't know what the fuck they're doing and they're using an engine they've never used before, 
that they will turn around and fuck up the game and then blame the engine developer for not giving them a proper engine to work with. Which just simply wasn't true. My brain was like, it's like handing somebody keys to a Lambro and they've only driven a uh, Prius. <laughs> a Lambro? Yeah. <laughs> a Lambro. All right. Uh, the same thing could be said for Unity. Absolutely. And they shut off a new trailer for the new Unity engine. Looks freaking phenomenal. Unreal. Like Unreal Engine 5 levels are phenomenal. I was actually impressed. Uh, showed some crazy stuff going on with geometry, visual lights. Uh, the uh, facial uh, facial characteristics, the mouth movements, stuff like that. Like they they really are going kind of all all out with trying to make the engine up to up to snuff so that you can compete on the same level. We'll see how how well that goes in the future. Unreal Engine five being used in the new Witcher is some good news. I'm still hesitant to have any kind of trust with CD Projekt Red because of what happened with Cyberpunk. Yeah, it done fucked up. Oh, it's funny. Like e- even though as, as as good of an engine as Unreal technically is, so long as like we said, it's utilized properly. I still saw comments from people saying, "Oh, this is bullshit. They should stick with the Red Engine. They've put so much into it." Like sometimes it's good to jump fucking ship. <laughs> yeah, that's like telling Dice that they need to stick with the fucking Frostbite engine, guys. Yeah. Quit trying to bail out the Titanic with a shot glass. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to stop playing while the ship goes down and just say, fuck this shit. I'm out. Grab me a door and kick that bitch off. I'm still trying to empty the Titanic with a paper bag. (laughs) (laughs) To me, making the, making this announcement at this point is, is way too early in the process. I don't expect them to come out with another game for at least five to six years. Because they're still trying to make DLC for Cyberpunk that they haven't gotten to. Plus, still trying to make fixes to the game as well. So, Cyberpunk 2077 was already supposed to have a DLC drop. It didn't happen, obviously, because they've been trying to fix the fucking game. game. When I say fix, finish. They're trying to finish the game uh, in the state that it was released. I still haven't played it until I know it's finished. And it's not worth playing unless you have, in my opinion, unless you have a PS5, an Xbox Series, or sorry, an Xbox Series X, a PS5, an Xbox uh, One X. Or, See, I'm shafted on that point because I still have good the last gen. Uh, if you're looking for an Xbox Series X, uh, last time I checked, Walmart actually had some. I was debating on it, but then again, I'm like, do I just join your guys' bandwagon, save up money, and just get a PC? It's up to you. Depends on what, what way you want to go. Uh, the downside to working on PCs is constant upgrades, not re- not really constant upgrades. You're not, you're not upgrading it. Depending on how you build out your PC, I build out my PC for years at a time. So I get the same, I get essentially the same lifespan on my PC as I do with a console. So you build it for like last, I build it for, years. I build it for years ahead. My CPU and my, my PC is still holding out like champ. Uh, the only downside is that because of windows 11, it's going windows 11 will force me to have to update. Will, have, will force me to have that thing. Uh, that's just a downside to it. Um, but it's you know my CPU is still good. It's still great. It works fine with any with any game I have. Primarily because most of the games don't use CPUs as much. They're using most of the graphics card. So most of your money is going to go into the GPU. Your GPU can be one of the most important purchases you can make on a PC, which is why they cost so fucking much. But when you're buying a GPU and you're sitting there going, all right, well I'm going to pay a thousand dollars for a GPU, or I can pay this much for a console. Depends on what kind of gamer you want to be. Do you want to have the entire pantheon of PC library available to you? Or do you want to play the same titles as what's on a console? You want to play the same titles as what's on a console? I can't recommend a PC to you. 
because it's expensive. And unless you're going to use the PC for other things, it's not worth it. You already have a computer. You're good. If you're going to go with, you know, if you're going to go with, I want to play RTSs, I want to play everything else the PC can do. I want to use the PC for word. I want to use it for, for other things. I want you to use it for work or anything like that. And yeah, then the PC is the way to go. The PC is the all in one. So it you have depends to, what you're going to use you it have to, for. Yeah, you have to balance it out. Of like, what am I going to use this for? I have a PC in my room, listeners, that is literally only for gaming. But I play everything. You know, aside from MMOs, I play everything on that thing. I play RTSs. I play things that cannot be played on a on a console on my PC. And I tell guy, I tell the guys about this, like some of these games. And Miles, like some, this, these are when Miles and I have to have the conversations where Miles goes, "Well, that's great, but I can't play that." <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could, but I can't. Still waiting for Hard Space Shipbreaker to come to console. Yeah, still still waiting for Shipbreaker to come to console. Still waiting for the Stanley Parable to come to console. Which, the Stanley Parable came out in PC 10 years ago. Yeah. It's, it was a fucking amazing game, which supposedly they're still coming out with the console version this year. But, I mean, that's a long time to wait for a console a edition port, of a game. Yeah. I mean, a Hard Space Shipbreaker, I guess, is still technically in beta or, or whatever, early access. And I yeah. would actually play it if they offered it as early access on console. Yeah. But, I mean, it was announced on fucking PlayStation's YouTube uh, like two years ago, three years ago. I want to say two years ago. It feels if it's three, if it's if it feels like three years ago, it's probably two years ago. Yeah. Because COVID fucked us up. The pandemic <laughs> is just dog years. I think, like every, it, was, I think it was before felt like that. It took, everything but. that was in a year felt like it was longer. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just been, it's, it's been one of those things like it really depends on it. it sorry. It's one of those things where it really depends on the, on the kind of gamer you are. So miles, if he wanted, if he wanted to play tons of PC games that were out there, then I'd say, yeah, don't get a, don't get an, I would have told him, yes, don't get an Xbox series X. But for the most part, miles was mostly wanted to play console games. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, just get an Xbox series X. Also, with the Xbox Series X, he doesn't have to work. He doesn't have to worry about cross-platform for the most part uh, when it comes to multiplayer, getting to play with you guys. On my end, yeah, because if I buy something on PC, there's a possibility I can't play it with you guys. Elden Ring, same way. Elden Ring doesn't have cross, uh, cross-platform cross capability for co-op, which is unfortunate. It's something that they absolutely should invest in and they should look into. It would expand the gaming pool and the amount of gamers that could interact tremendously but the downside is is that console gamers would have to start putting up with pc gamers who cheat you don't yep. say yeah yeah it's a prevalent problem listeners uh that their easy anti-cheat software for elden ring is trash though i'm pretty sure <laughs> uh i'm pretty sure my desire to play uh, competitive multiplayer is just gone <laughs> Yeah, I have I have no desire to play against other uh, against other people. The, no. But if you play Elden Ring and you have co-op and you do the co-op in the game, it opens up your game to be invaded. Right. Like you you can't do anything about that. But the um, most competitive you guys usually get is just Forza. Mine was mine was invaded because I had accidentally uh, interacted with a marker that I didn't realize was not a. Uh, you know when I told you I, I did the three. Uh, NPC invasions that were yeah. bosses in front of the, yeah. it was in front of the giant jar and everything like this, uh, just to give people who are playing Elden Ring context of where I was at. Uh, I didn't realize that there was another, the other marker that was near there was somebody else's multiplayer or marker. Just didn't know it. And, uh, 
I put it down. Like I, I had put down a marker earlier to, or put down a uh, thing earlier to see if there was anybody who wanted to play co-op uh, in that area, because I thought I was going to have a difficult time. Didn't end up having a difficult time. I ended up going through it. Okay. But I had interacted with one of those markers and it was a multiplayer marker from somebody else. They had invaded my game. Thankfully uh, they had invaded my game and I rocked their shit, but they're like, you know, multiplayer is not something I want to play in. And their multiplayer is set up where if you do co-op, it introduces your game to, to multiplayer or to, to invasion. And if you're on, if they turned around and made that cross platform, it would open that up to the amount of insane cheaters out there that are on PC. Like I, I can understand wanting it. Like, let's just, I can totally understand if you want to cheat in the game. Like if you want to create cheats in the game and just fuck around in the game and do whatever you want in the PVE portion, totally understand. I have no issue with that. If you want to play your game, play your game, how you want to play your game. No big deal. But if you use that in, in PVP, you're a piece of shit. You're somebody who's jet, who just can't play on the same level as other players which is using the restriction or the restrictions that the game sets that already sets in place. You can't play by the rules. You're the person that goes out there. You're the person that if you play D and D with your friends, you lie about your dice rolls. You're the person that no one trusts to be able to read off what you actually did. You're that piece of shit. You're that person. You're the person that ruins it for everyone else. And yes, I will stick with the, I will stick with my statement of you're that piece of shit. You are a piece of shit. If you use that in multiplayer, if you're using that against other players, it ruins their experience. You're ruining the game for everybody else. Congratulations. Anyways, uh, speaking, speaking of uh, announcing things a little too early, uh, getting back to on track to what we were talking about, uh, EA has reportedly, this is supposedly, this is still kind of a rumor, I guess it's coming from inside the industry. But uh, EA is supposedly already working on another battlefield with dice. Uh, And they have made there's there's a apparently a statement that was made that uh, they've learned their lessons from uh, Battlefield 2042. And my first thought is, aren't you guys calling this a little bit early because uh, Battlefield 2042 isn't even fixed yet? So it's another company going back on their word when they just said they're going to take a break from making games for a bit for the series. Yeah. If it's true, listeners, I want to point it out. If that's true, this is supposedly. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's still kind of hearsay, but I wouldn't be surprised at all. It's EA. No, no. I think EA. I think EA would immediately just go, "Yeah, we're gonna have a have you guys make another Battlefield experience that's gonna be trash as well." So, yeah, they want to turn it into a hero shooter. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, somebody and there there was another report that 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 it was canceled. So there's there's no hard there's no hard evidence as to what what was going to happen or what's going to happen with it. But I wouldn't expect I wouldn't expect anything else from EA. I mean, EA is the same. This is the same company that makes the mis- same mistakes over and over and over again and doesn't learn a goddamn thing from them. And then can't figure out why the mistake or why they can't sell any games or why no why no one's happy with them. We're talking about a company that literally had people that had CEOs and, and higher ups saying, I don't understand why everybody hates us. <laughs> really? How do you, how do you not get that? How do you not understand why people hate the stupid shit you do? 
Are you guys catching on yet? Like how the fuck are, how the fuck are these people this fucking dense and how the hell are they in this fucking positions in the first place? So are you guys telling me that Tom Brady coming out of retirement is more shocking than this? Tom Brady going in. Tom <laughs> coming Brady, out of what's retirement. What's really funny is we announced, <laughs> the, like, we announced on the podcast Tom Brady went into, retire, into retirement or was going into, re, into retirement. And I stopped that in the podcast and put in my own little thing of saying, whoa, that that's not official. That's not actually official yet. That's not, that, that's not, let's not jump the gun too soon. And that was because at the time he had also become wishy-washy about it after announcing it. And then Loach goes, no, 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 no. He's absolutely retired. I was like, I yeah. don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I, think I think it was like the back. following it, day. He was like, well, never say never. <laughs> yeah. And Loach was like, no, 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 he's actually retiring. Like he, he insisted on it. I was like, I don't think so, man. I think he's, I think he's going to stick around for at least another year. I think this is either a negotiation tactic or he's just trying to, he's trying to figure out whether or not it, it, it's, it's the right time for him to go. I think what happened is that he realized he sucks at golf and, and he can't join the PGA. <laughs> yeah. I think what happened is that the gas prices went up and he went, oh shit, you mean I have to, I have to pay for gas now too? Shit. <laughs> Well, the uh, what was it? the running joke was uh, he he was a stay at home f- dad for like two days and I was like no nope, not doing this <laughs> not doing this <laughs> I'll come back in ten years when they watch yeah themselves. when when Shana <laughs> when Shana told me about it uh, I had just looked there I'm like yeah uh huh he'll be retired until he's not until <laughs> he yeah, decides real, oh know. hey I like making shit tons of money. <laughs> I'm going to throw this in there, listeners. Real fact, this might be the most expensive podcast we've ever had because Anderson had to drive here. <laughs> that's, that's probably accurate. <laughs> $24. Oh, man. That, that, that fucking gas prices are just insane right now. Well, after coming from a different state, I'm like, man, Colorado is expensive. Hearing the hearing the elites basically say, like, it's a small price to pay when, <laughs> you know, when you're you're no longer energy dependent on other country or you're not going to be interdependent. We were, we were going to be energy independent under a different, <laughs> different fucking administration listeners. We were already headed there. Uh, we already were four years ago. <laughs> we're only here because of one guy. We're at this point because of one fucking person. One if you can't figure that out, fuck, I, I don't know what to do. I can't help you. you it was like on topic, but not really pertinent to the cast. Uh, did you see the thing with uh, Newsom? He wants to no. give every vehicle owner in California four hundred dollars for fuel oh, yeah, tax credit, right? It, for not increasing the gas tax, They're like four hundred dollars. <laughs> everybody, yeah, that's gonna fucking fix it. <laughs> yeah. That's that's super helpful. That is right up there with what I'm about to bring out, which is. Uh, the uh, Gran Turismo 7 debacle that's been going on, listeners. So speaking of giving <laughs> money that's fucking useless to anybody and uh, not going to really help anyone out, uh, Gran Turismo 7 made a terrible choice and decided that after they had gotten the reviews in, this is specific, and I want to point this out, after all the reviews came in and they got rave reviews and saying that this is one of the best entries in the Gran Turismo series in years, Gran Turismo 7 issued an update in the in the patch it turned around and all of a sudden people could access the microtransactions. Uh, the price of cars are insane. And suddenly the game's progression for getting the in-game currency suddenly slowed down and gamers start going, what the fuck? Like it, it's taking me forever to grind for, for cash in this game. And on top of that, I can't sell my used cars in the game 
for in-game credits anymore. So what the hell's going on? And uh, it turns out that Sony, because of uh, you know greed and the fact that PlayStation has moved back to the years of the PlayStation, the early years in the PlayStation 3's life cycle where everything was about money, 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 money. And uh, don't get me wrong, listeners, it's always been about money, but they were a little more consumer friendly for roughly about seven years. A lot more consumer friendly coming from that company. And suddenly they decided to go, oh, well, we can do microtransactions like everyone else who has failed at doing microtransactions in the past. And we're just going to make the same mistake that EA has made. We're going to same like this is right up there with fucking loot boxes. Like, how the fuck do you make this decision and not think like and, and not think there's going to be any repercussions or repercussions for what you do? Like, just don't do it in the first place. Somebody for five fucking minutes could have heard this and gone, no, that's a terrible idea. We're not doing that. But instead, they decide to go, oh, well, we're going to make things super expensive and making cars $40 in real world money because you can buy credits to fast track you to be able to buy cars. This is compared to Gran Turismo Sport, which in order to buy a specific car or something like that with real world money, it costs you roughly about five to six bucks. Yeah. Five to six dollars, forty dollars. Five to six dollars, forty dollars. What the actual fuck were uh, you thinking? I read an interesting Gotaku uh, article making this Gran Turismo setting a new record, saying it what left brick and mortar game and st- uh, game stops are still around. This is becoming the number one traded most returned PlayStation game. <laughs> Not, surprised. Not, not, not even trade and return because of the new game return policy. Not surprised. So listeners, the reason why I said it ties into what Miles have brought up with the $400. Uh, so Sony, in order to apologize to everybody and, and polyphony to say, oh, we're sorry, but we're hearing you. They're going to try and play the good guy here of we've heard you out. We're fixing the game. Thanks, Bungie. Oh, wait, no. Pol- polyphony? What the fuck? You guys are doing this? They're turning around and saying, oh, what we're going to do is we're going to give everyone a million credits, which if you've played that game for roughly 30 minutes, you know that a million credits doesn't amount to dick. It doesn't pay for shit in that game. So thank you, I guess. Yeah. For, for, are you fixing the prices of cars? No. It, am I going to be able to get more currency right now? No, but here's a million credits. This doesn't help me or solve the issue. People were complaining about uh, Forza Horizon 5 and the fact of how fast it was, like how easily it was to get money. And I totally get that because if you played the game right, and this is why they they removed, uh, by the way, some of the wheel spins that you can get from cars in the game because of people like me. Uh, yeah, I tried doing the cheat told me about and I- they They had removed a lot of the wheel, wheel spins so you can't do what I was doing. I was literally going through listeners and taking all the cars that I owned, which I owned every single car except for two in the entire game. And I was going one car after another, after another, activating all of the wheel spins and just getting the fastest track to all the car car masteries and opening up all the wheel spins to get as much money as possible. When I was done, I had $50 million and I didn't even get through all of my cars before they, they fixed it. So or, or patched it out. Uh, so yeah, because of people like me, that happens. Why? Because gamers are going to figure the gamers are going to figure these systems out, and they're going to use they're going to use them to their advantage. Listeners, that's how it works. Now, developers who get pissed off about that stuff, I'm sorry, it's your fault. You didn't think about this. Yeah. That's why you have testers. Yeah, clearly you didn't listen to your testers, or you just didn't have any. <laughs> same thing go, and I feel the same way towards uh, a lot of FromSoft stuff. 
from stuff. Yeah. I get the stuff that they have to fix that are broken or things that they didn't realize were broken at the time. Yeah. That stuff needs to be fixed. There are some, there were some ashes of war that don't work, but I have, I don't have any sympathy for them when some player finds a, a workaround or an exploit in the game that they can create, you know, millions of runes or they can go through and just fucking steamroll an in-game boss with no effort whatsoever because they built their character out this way. Sorry, that's your fault. Don't get mad at the gamer. Don't don't hate this. Don't hate the gamer. Hate the game. Your fault, not ours. The thing that I'm getting to is players shouldn't be penalized just because the developers didn't think about these systems. That's their own fucking fault. And that's kind of what happens in some of these circumstances. But still, Forza Horizon 5 is still a lot more obtainable as a game and unlocking vehicles and getting vehicles than it is for Gran Turismo. Well, that's the point of playing a racing game is that you unlock more cars. You unlock more cars, yeah. And you get more wheel spins. You get all this stuff. You get these benefits from the game. So you can try new vehicles vehicles out. Yeah. Gran Turismo doesn't work that way. Gran Turismo wants you to pay for cars. And it is completely designed around this. And the only way that we know this is because of the cost for some of the cars. So here's the thing. What happened was uh, a gamer sat there and said, well, this is bullshit, but he could, he could do some good script writing. So he decided to take the game and play PlayStation five remotely on his PC. And while he's playing Forza or or, sorry, while he's playing Gran Turismo seven remotely on his PC, they're, they're sitting right next to each other. So they're basically just talking to one another. His PC, he's got a script that he wrote. And the script, which is code, listeners, just so you know, basically has the computer play the game for him. And he just leaves it on for 24 hours and he makes uh, roughly about $100 in, in real world cur- or in, in the in game currency. $100 worth, I should say, in the in game currency every uh, 24 hours or something like that every day. Dear God. And he just Too runs it. He just, yeah, so the game's just playing itself, and he's just making a hundred a hundred dollars in the in-game currency. Hundred dollars in the in-game currency per day. But the thing is, is that's that's how that's how the grind is, and that's a computer playing it. But the thing is, is I I applaud him for that because fuck you, Sony, <laughs> fuck you, Polyphony. The fact that you thought that this was fair, that you were doing something that was good in the game, and making and, and making a system that absolutely is designed around telling people, oh. Sorry, you didn't make enough credits for this. Go and buy more credits from our store in order to afford this. You literally had players who were playing the game who couldn't afford tires. And I'm not exaggerating. Sorry, listeners, I forgot to bring this up. One of the big gripes with this as well is the fact that the in-game currency with the credits that you get, if you want to buy actual credits to use in the game, so from the PlayStation store, let's say, you have to buy them in chunks. It's not an exact amount. So like if you say, you know, oh, I only want, you know, $10 in credits, you can't buy just $10 in credits. I, and I'm, I haven't looked at the actual pricing listers. So they, they have different tiers, just like every other, every other kind of game that uses in-game currency that you can buy externally, but uh, you have to buy them in chunks. So if there's a car that costs a specific amount, and let's say it's like it, it rests in between the amounts that they have available, you have to buy like different chunks or a you know a larger chunk that you never wanted to spend in order to get the currency that you need just to buy that car and that's the other thing that's really pissing off people is the fact that it's absolutely broken the entire currency system the entire economy of this game is just flat out broken strictly for greed this is where sony's at now 
Sony does not give a shit because we gave in to liken the PS3 towards the end of that generation. We loved the PS4. And because of that, they're back to having a big head on their shoulders thinking we can't do anything wrong. And the only way Sony's ever going to get back on track to where they were at is if they lose money and get rid of the CEO, who I guarantee you is backing all this shit. I'm sure he's not the only decision maker in the entire company, but he's letting the shit go on and he's all for it. Why? Because more money. Just more money. We're walking, talking NPCs with wallets to them. That's all they see. Until they're reminded that we have the buying power. We actually have the power to make or break their company. Just like every other company in the world. We're the ones with the power because we have the money, not them. Now, I hope you guys are taking notes because any socialists out there, that's how actual capitalism works. You as the customer have the power, not the company. They can set a price, but you can turn around and say, well, I'm not going to buy that. I'm going to go somewhere else. Bye. They don't have our money as long as we don't give it to them. Until they're reminded of that fact, well, they're going to keep doing this stuff. I'm not saying boycott them or anything like that. I'm just saying, just be more intelligent about how you spend your money. And if a company starts treating you like this, just stop spending your money with them for a while. Let them get the message of, this isn't acceptable. Let's, let's reel it back in. Go back to being just a good company to us. Go back to being consumer friendly. Go back to doing the things that we enjoyed. Now, listeners, I will say there is a bit of a silver lining in the fact that the reaction that Polyphony's had to the outrage, to the, the review bombing and everything that's taking place has been good on the fact that they're going to go back through and actually make changes and fixes. So they are going to be coming out with an update fairly soon, if not by the time this podcast is out. But... The fact that it actually had to get to that is ludicrous on itself. Just as our good friend Jay has said, just do it right the first time, we wouldn't be here. And you can't tell me that Polyphony didn't do this on purpose. Right. Like I said, five fucking minutes, five minutes in a meeting with a gamer telling them how this works. The gamer would have said, this is terrible. That's an awful idea. Why are you guys doing this? wanted to get more money out of you that was it that's a bad sign too for a flagship game and that's the thing that that's the thing that i wanted that i brought up with loach one day and i wish loach was on the podcast so we could talk about this a little bit but it would probably make us last way too long is the fact is if they're willing to do this for a flagship game a game that is known solely for playstation is one of the reasons why people buy playstations if they're willing to do that for a first party title like that there is nothing that is safe from over monetization from loot boxes. There's nothing that's safe from trying to get and squeeze as much fucking money from a stone. You're the stone listeners, even Rockstar, and they want all of the money we have. Oh, Rockstars, and that brings uh, us to Rockstar. <laughs> yeah, so they're, uh, because GTA happened. GTA, sorry, really quick, because of what happened with uh, with Gran Turismo Seven, it's become one of the worst ranked games on. Uh, Metacritic and fans are extremely pissed off. And now what, what you just brought up with rockstar fans are just as pissed with rockstar. Oh, yeah. now. Yeah. It's like a 1.8, 1.9, something like that. Yeah. User score. Yeah. Well, these companies are User never going to learn unless we just stop giving them money. And so Gran Turismo listeners, for those of you who don't know, uh, sorry, Grand Theft Auto. For those of you who may not be aware, which would be very unlikely given the fact that you're listening to us on this podcast and we have very few listeners, Grand Theft Auto five came out again. 
on this generation of consoles and requires a $10 pay-in for you to get the same graphics that I've had on my PC for a decade? April 14th, 2015. So seven years feels pretty long. <laughs> Is that how long ago Grand, Grand Theft Auto 5 came out on PC? I can't remember. Anyways, they came out with another version of Grand Theft Auto 5. This makes it having more additions than than Skyrim, which is fucking incredible. Uh, and well, take that title from it. Yeah, and they were already getting flack for the fact that they were releasing another game that they've already released multiple times. On top of that, they were having people pay for this release on current generation consoles just to give you the same graphics that PCs have had for years. And uh, I think that was still shady as fuck. If you owned the game already, you should have gotten a free copy immediately. Uh, since the main thing that they're trying to sell is Grand Theft Auto Online. And Miles, what did they do with Grand Theft Auto Online recently? Yeah, they're they're rolling out a VIP program, a, 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 a game pass pro, or not game pass pro, a season pass program. And yep. uh, it's I think it's ten dollars a month uh, is like where it starts. Five ninety nine. Yeah. Is it six? $6 a month. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's um, a monthly pass. Grand Theft Auto yeah. Plus. Yeah, it gets you five hundred <laughs> grand uh, a month, and a bunch of vehicle shit for the most part. Uh, you can you can find the uh, the list of things that it so graciously gives you for your six dollars. Yeah. Um, so for, and we've for, seen a for bro- six dollars, you get that five hundred grand. Really, that that five hundred grand a month makes me laugh i gotta point oh, this yeah. out because miles miles and i laugh, had a good chuckle about this that's right up there with the here's 400 dollars from gavin newsom that's right up there with the here's a million dollar million credits for grant for gran turismo and now here's five hundred thousand for grand theft auto online listeners the last time we played grand theft auto online five hundred thousand did not buy you dick no no the economy for ammo. grand theft auto online has been broken for a long fucking time yeah. i mean any time that we would actually sit down and truly play we kept an eye out for ways to basically manipulate purchases to get shit tons of shark cards just so we could actually afford yeah. something in the game because you couldn't yeah. just grind it out without, you know, making it your fucking life. Yeah. So 500 grand a month. Come on. <laughs> you know, really? Now, was I reading that right when I was looking into it that these season pass only works on current gen? Uh, I think I think you might be right. Oh, are you talking about for, uh, for the, the, the GTA online season pass and whatever? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's the if it's that discriminatory. I think I remembered seeing. I think something I saw like that. that. I just started laughing because I'm like, not everybody can get current. Yeah. Gen still. Yeah. yeah. Like, who are you Good catering to? <laughs> yeah. So fans are finally getting the fucking clue of the companies that you've loved, the companies that you have been putting all your heart and soul in that you avidly defend to other people who put them down or put down a game. They don't give a shit about you. No, they don't fucking care. As long as you give them money, they don't care for anything. The only thing they care about is the almighty dollar. And the only way that these companies stop doing this shit is when they don't get that anymore. We, we, when you say no. Yeah. We, we criticize the shit out of uh, fallout 76 for their, Fallout uh, first program or whatever the fuck it was called, like, and God, that was and that trash. shouldn't have fucking existed either by any fucking no. means. But I saw no. comparisons being drawn between this and that, and I'm like, I I gotta say, I think I would rather have the Fallout first program. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, if I, if and I that's was saying something. By gunpoint to yeah. choose one, I think that even costs more. <laughs> I just it's it's unreal that these 
these gaming companies just say, all right, well, we got away with that. Well, let's, let's try something else. Let's see if we can get away with more. And that's exactly what it is, listeners. It's just to see if they can get away with it. Yeah. And, if, I mean, you, and if you give in, that's what they do. Yeah. Rockstar has been bilking people for, for fucking money for a long fucking time now. So, I mean, yeah. nothing's going to change I mean, that. They, when, they just now announced that Grand Theft Auto 6 was in development. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. And that's one of those things like, I'll fucking believe it when I see it kind of thing. Because they said the same thing with Red Dead as well. I'm like, yeah, you're working on both of these, I'm sure. Yeah, people sat there and they said Red Dead Redemption Two. Like, oh well, you have to keep in mind that they they worked on Red Dead Redemption Two while Grand Theft Auto Five was being made, and you know they they have to they have to keep those up. They're two separate teams, guys. Yeah, listeners, they're two separate teams. That's what I'm saying. They're two separate companies. In fact, with Rockstar uh, Red Dead or with uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, I believe it is two separate developers that they own worked on the same game so you can't tell me that a company as large as rockstar is as large as take two is who owns them doesn't have a separate development team to work on grand theft auto 6 so what happened oh well uh they were working on grand theft auto online the entire time and that's the only thing that they've cared about because grand theft auto online has been so successful that they don't have to worry about anything else they make more money from Grand Theft Auto Online in a year than they do from selling an entire or selling the the game multiple times over. Yeah, yeah. I'm expecting the do with it like Battlefield did, where the next Grand Theft they just released the online and the single player campaign comes around like a year after, or if it exists. Right. Uh, you know, this is this is, this is a reminder that the this is from the same company that literally during the whole debacle of our loot boxes gambling came out with a fucking casino DLC. That was literal yeah. fucking gambling. <laughs> yep. They don't give a fuck. The only reason why we could sit there and go, well, they don't give a fuck. We already know that. And this isn't something we'll participate in. Uh, but we didn't have a huge stink over is the fact that uh, it's still an M- It was an M rated game and it was designed for adults and you're, you're telling adults they can gamble in a game. Okay. The only reason the only reason loot boxes ever became a massive deal when it came to FIFA and all this stuff was because it children. catered to children. Yeah, it's an E for all the way up to an adults. It was an yeah. E for everyone game. That was the only thing that was actually a difference. This is the only time where you'd ever hear us go, you know, think of the children yeah. because we fucking hate that statement, listeners. But it was actually true in this case of the fact that you guys are actually promoting gambling habits to children like you guys realize yeah it's got governments to get involved. never mind the fact that it's bad for people who are adults who have mental disorders like addict you know like addictions to gambling or anything like that this promotes bad habits to those people okay well they're also adults that can make their own fucking decisions they're they're supposed to be able to say i should say they're supposed to be able to make their own fucking decisions when it came to anyone under age it was one of those things of like look this isn't okay this is actually promoting a bad habit for the future and that's what you're trying to encourage with what you're doing with your games. Grand Theft Auto was already for adults, so that's what it is. And personally, I still stick with the idea of if you're going to have gambling in a game like that, or you're going to have loot boxes and stuff, it should say it should move that fucking you know rating system all the way up to A, which we haven't seen in a decades for games, for especially for mainstream game. Uh, a is for an adult. Listeners, it's part of the rating system. It means that, it means that, that you literally have to be 21 or older in order to own this. Although I see that happening is that the government gets involved and then 
I kind of don't want the government yeah, we've, involved. We've, we've yeah. gone over that. When the government gets involved, it never ends up being a good thing for the rest of us. So if, uh, if game companies can just kind of stick to don't do things that fuck up things and don't do the stupid shit that you constantly keep doing over and over again, we'll be fine. But no, Rockstar can't get a hold of that. So they're coming out with a uh, the subscription service and fans are fucking pissed off. So they're revolting by one, not buying the game. Two, some, many of them have asked for refunds on things like Steam stuff like that uh or not steam um uh what was the service uh, epic uh games where it became available or you know it became available on epic games and epic games was like all right well you know we're they basically made the game the same price as it would be if people had upgraded uh on console so i think it was like 10 15 something like that so you could buy a brand new copy on epic games if that's where you wanted to play some people like the epic games store launcher okay cool uh it's available to you now on there but uh, some people were saying, oh, no, uh, they tried to pull this shit. Nope, fuck you. I'm going to just ask for a refund and I'll either, you know, play my other my my copy I already have on Steam or whatever. Uh, but I just I don't get it. I don't understand how you guys can sit there and say, fuck this. We're just going to ask you for more money. And the worst part about it is simply because we can because we can. That's it. And everybody knows it. Yeah, they're not a company so fans, that's struggling to get their content out. <laughs> no, they weren't. A, they were. Yeah, they weren't a company that was struggling to even to even make a buck off of what they were doing before. Difference is now they just can have a steady a steady flow of income that doesn't go up and down or as up and down as it used to by creating a, a subscription service, which we saw coming years ago, listeners. Mm-hmm. We saw this. We saw GTA Online going, well, it's just going to become GTA Online. That's it. They're not going to do anything else. It's going to become like a subscription service base, and that's it. You're going to have games as a service, GTA Online. That's what it's becoming. That's what it's heading towards. Yeah. That's making money. So don't be surprised when the next GTA 6 isn't a GTA 6 single player. It comes out as a GTA 6 Online update. Yeah. That expands, that expands the online universe. And resets and makes people respend all their money again. Wouldn't surprise me in the least. Uh, so fans are going to Metacritic and voicing their opinions. And the only way we can sometimes voice our opinions is by rating the games down and review bombing the shit out of them. Yeah. And uh, listeners, we used to sit there and, and we're really against review bombing for a long time. I, I still think but it's it, a bad practice, but you don't have any other channel. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only practice. We can't get our voices heard to these companies anymore. Because they don't give a shit. Yeah. Nobody's reading Joe Schmo's comments on their Facebook page. Oh, like, you guys are assholes. Like, but they are reporting on, oh, hey, it suddenly went from an 80 to a one. Yeah, these companies don't care about you. Just comments on Twitter. Take two doesn't give a shit about your thoughts. These these companies don't give a shit. Bungie doesn't actually care about what you think. The only reason Bungie even acknowledges the fact that you have an opinion is the fact that if you don't, people stop playing the game. And they found that out real quick. Of hey, if we don't listen to you, people stop playing to the game or stop playing the game. That's the problem I've had with Bungie and all these game these gaming companies lately is the fact that every single time, while yeah, it's nice that they hear you, at the same time, it's the same fucking mantra over and over and over they're, again of we've heard you. Yeah, they're the We're masters. We're going to listen. We're going to change things. They're the masters of the uh, the South Park uh, Comcast. Oh, we're sorry. <laughs> yeah. They're fucking BP all over again. We're sorry. We're sorry. It's 
absolutely just asinine. And you see the same things from Disney, Disney who takes political stances now, who don't, who shouldn't be involved in anything, telling people like, oh, we're going to, we're, we're, we're sticking up for you. The only reason you're sticking up for you is because a handful of people made you feel bad and you were worried it was going to grow something into something larger. That's it. You don't give a shit about the parents. You don't give a shit about anybody else. You don't give a shit about anybody, anybody of any of your customer base anymore. Just the loud minority. Yeah. You just look at the loud minority and look at the media and go, oh, they're, they're mad at us. We should change this. Twitter said something. <gasps> Twitter's a fucking cult. When, when does Twitter not have an opinion on something? Fuck. It'd be a goddamn miracle for a day if nobody on Twitter ever said any fucking thing. If the purge ever happens, that's what we should do. Purge ever happens, we're going to go and fucking just start bombing like. We're going out the, the servers. The yeah. fucking servers. Not hurting people, listeners. Not hurting people. Just getting rid of the servers. Watch right now. We're getting put on the FBI watch list because I said that shit. It's a fucking. <laughs> it's a joke, guys. Get 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 a fucking sense of humor. No, stop, man. I got my rubber gloves and my tree yeah. trimmers. Yeah, you're I'm not gonna, gonna you're not gonna be able to raid my home and find fucking barrels of gasoline or some bullshit down here. But if you do come in, we need you to do a thorough vacuuming. First of all, I couldn't afford it. <laughs> Have you seen the price of gas? It's fucking insane. Who who could have, like that's the thing in the United States the one thing I can't say Biden did I think he's actually reduced the fact of terrorism happening here because everything costs so fucking much they can't get the supplies they need right. good job dude <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. you've effectively you've effectively ended terrorism in the United States it costs too much to be a terrorist here and you can you can cut this out of the cast but just because it's topical to this uh, did you see the uh, thing was like I guess we landed a new deal with the EU and we're going to supply like somehow like fifteen cubic million liters of liquid petroleum gas to the eu how, <laughs> how? like we, we don't have any fucking production here because <laughs> we have this no asshole stopped it yeah we have no production we have no way of doing this you you literally put eight eight thousand people out of work the day he got in and signed off or oh, no or it was twelve thousand not eight thousand twelve thousand okay yeah, 12,000 people out of work because you just stopped the pipeline. Well, this is the same guy who called Saudi Arabia for help and they're straight <laughs> they ghosting yeah, his they, ass. They wouldn't fucking, yeah, they wouldn't yeah. take his fucking call. Wouldn't take his call. God damn. Hey, $8 gas prices in fucking California and, oh yeah, we're going to supply the fucking European Union. <laughs> With what? Our imagination? And listeners, for any of you out there who are saying, oh, well, there are 9,000 unused permits out there for drilling oil. I hate to tell you this. Permits do not equal production, and the reason why they're unused is because, oh yeah, there are certain policies that have been put in place by this administration that are preventing from any of those collecting or doing anything right now. So when Biden said that we could be doing that today or tomorrow, they could have been happening yesterday, he's full of shit because they can't. So 9,000 permits does not equal production. We do not have 9,000 oil rigs out there just waiting to get started it's just not how it works that's not how the oil industry works yet we had a pipeline ready to go and it was going to produce enough energy for us to be completely independent anyways moving on so another other things in news listeners sorry we're going to be going a little bit long for this one uh other things in news sony bought uh jade raymond's company haven (laughs) studios uh which is currently working on a new multiplayer experience and my reply to this was Yay! No one cares. Wait, <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Jade Raymond has been part of. She's been a part of some really groundbreaking stuff. Absolutely. In the past, absolutely. And there is no denying the fact that she is, in my opinion, a key figure in in the game development industry. Um, 
I still remember when she first came, like when I first saw her and I like, and I lost my shit over the fact that she was so freaking beautiful uh, and smart. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. When I, when I put that aside and saw the, some of the projects she's worked on, I was like, holy crap. She's actually, she knows her shit. She knows what she's doing. She's worked on a lot of projects. Not everything goes her way, obviously, because she worked for Ubisoft for how yeah. fucking long. Well, and everything's not reliant on her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God but bless when- her for that. I mean, I, I don't know how, I don't know how she, like, I am absolutely honestly curious how many, uh, sexual harassment stories she has working at that fucking place. Right. It would not surprise me in the least. Yeah. And so, so when, when we heard that she was opening up her own studio, we're like, all right, cool. Good. You know, good on you. And, uh, Indies are the way to go. It hasn't even (laughs) been a full fucking year since she opened the studio. They've made nothing. (laughs) They've made nothing and suddenly she gets bought up by Sony. We're like, like I sat there and I was like, man, that's not the route I thought Sony would go. Like I thought PlayStation would have gone like, Hey, we're going to buy up all the licensing for, we're going to buy the licenses for metal gear solid. We're going to buy the licenses for square. Yeah. yeah. Stuff from stuff, stuff that's not being made or used. (laughs) Yeah. By established companies like Konami or something like that. And instead they went and bought Haven studios and we're like, they're really new. Like they either, they showed them something that they went, Oh my God, we have to have this. Or Sony's just trying to add studios to their repertoire just to say, Hey, I mean, cause just, just having Jade Raymond attached to you would make, would kind of make you a big studio regardless. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, other developers in the past who have started their own studios and, Oh my gosh, this person has their own studio and people would lose their shit. But I want to point out that that happened a lot in the past, and those companies never came with that, came out with anything or anything good. Oh yeah, not to mention how many issues we've already seen with uh, multiplayer titles over this past year. You know, especially uh, shit going on on PlayStation's end. Like, yeah, this is your plan to buy an unfounded studio and make an exclusive multiplayer game. <laughs> yeah. Good fucking luck, I it's guess. It's probably only going to be playable on PlayStation 5. Yeah. And no one has your console <laughs> right now or can get a hold of it. You think this is take maybe? <laughs> I think their first goal should be they should be trying to copycat the Game Pass. That's what I would think. Well, then that's the other thing. Everybody keeps talking about the fact like, oh, Sony's coming out with their own Game Pass, uh, you know, version. They already have it. They have a Game they have Pass PlayStation version. Now. They have PlayStation Now. They just need they to just, bundle it with the. They, they just out. don't Service. utilize it. Yeah, they just yeah. aren't. They are. They aren't. They aren't trying to utilize it the way they could. Spoiler alert, listeners! Uh, apparently, this week they announced that uh, PlayStation Plus is going to be merging with PlayStation Now, and they're going to be having one service together with a few tiers to that service. We'll get into that on our next podcast. I was going to talk about it on this, but I decided to not talk about it. So basically, just know that that's happened, and people have some legitimate gripes. <laughs> They're still stuck so far in the past in their old ways of doing shit that for fuck's sake, listeners, it took them uh, literally not selling PlayStation fives for two months because they couldn't get them onto the market. And they saw how many people were actually getting their hands on a PlayStation five versus how many people that were scalpers getting their hands on the PlayStation five. They saw the numbers online of PC people on PC, yeah. PlayStation five logging on and went, Oh shit, we don't have enough PlayStation fives in the wild. We sold 20,000 units and there's only a yeah, thousand people online for, for us to justify keeping things exclusive to just this console. So they had to abandon that. That's the reason why ratchet and clank 
was the only like is really the only PlayStation Five exclusive. Yeah, even the new Sackboy just got ported over, didn't yeah, it? It's, yeah, it's it, the the Sack or the new Sackboy was available on PS4 day one. Yeah, Spider Man. Like, oh shit! Like we have, yeah, we have to make everything available on PlayStation Four still because we don't have enough in the wild. So, what is, what is this multiplayer going to be? And here's the thing: are there is there anybody that really wants just a multiplayer game? Because based off of what we're seeing from the numbers of uh, anything other than Grand Theft Auto Online, Fortnite. that's not that's not yeah. really selling right now. Yeah, no, no multiplayer game is doing well. Like even yeah, it's even the the fucking fans of Fortnite have been pissed at it because they got rid of their construction mode in a special special mode that I guess nobody yeah. really asked for. Like yeah, uh, you cannot build forts now in Fortnite. Yeah, I I, I made a comment on the uh, I made a Jesus. comment on the uh, their page uh, for one of those posts, and I was like, Fortnite stopped being Fortnite a long fucking time ago. <laughs> we enjoyed it when we had the beta or the early access, and then after that, it became multiplayer only, and now it's just yeah, just a hero shooter. Yeah, some of some of these decisions are just baffling to me. Yeah. Next up, listeners going into other entertainment news and uh, things going on, specifically with certain celebrities. Uh, Keanu Reeves and all of his movies have been banned from China. And uh, it's over his support of uh, Tibet and uh, basically just appearing or uh, attending an event uh, hosted by a pro free Tibet organization. Mm -hmm. Uh, My response is uh, okay, go fuck yourself, CCP. Right. Like, and here's the thing, like the, the, the reason why China is doing this is because they find out that people do this in Hollywood and they think, oh, well, we can cancel them now too, because if we don't allow their movies in our country now, they won't get hired for work. So we'll, we'll show other celebrities that you can't continue to do this. John Cena. Yeah. The entirety of the NBA. (laughs) Yeah. You fucking plebes. So in my response is, well, for for many, many, many years, none of our movies were allowed in China. And I'm completely OK with going back to that. Right. Where we don't cater to them anymore. And we just say, yeah, go fuck yourself. This is to the CCP listeners, not the Chinese people. Yeah. The, the people of China, they actually deserve better. They deserve better than the CCP. And I wish they had it. Yeah, I have I known many people from China. Yeah, I've I've known. I, I wish I wish there was some way for them to actually rise up. Yep. I mean, shit. I even wish that for us. You know, I wish people would fucking fuck yeah. It's just not nearly as extreme as uh, other places. Oh no, not not even close to no, the same level. No, thankfully. No. Uh, but I mean, more people need to stand the fuck up to this kind of bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, part of that, and listeners, I think part of that has to do with the fact of. Uh, and why people don't stand up to these kind of things is because the lack of values in any country is very evident when you see what their governance government's able to get away with yeah. and able to do. When, when your government is perfectly fine with silencing or making people disappear, you know, yeah. and blatantly doing it, you know, it's not like a hush hush thing. It's yeah, they're not here anymore. Yeah. yeah. In, imprisoning entire indigenous peoples uh, just simply because you can't. Um, it it kind of makes it uh, right. a, a big threat to uh, even speak out. You know, you have uh, millions of Uyghurs who are being put in concentration camps. That's exactly what they are, listeners. Uh, simply because they are Muslim in China. They have Christian, Jewish, and Muslims all. Oh, yeah. The, the, 
the it's the whole pantheon of religion. Just because you have a religion that's not Buddhist or or doesn't agree or, with or doesn't agree with the CCP, values, uh, right. but according to the CCP, to they're they're trade schools. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, they're they're teaching them life values while they rape women. Uh, well, they super make uh, super humane. So glad they're part of the United Nations. Uh, what is it? The uh, Human Rights Committee. Yeah. Um, that's a spot on choice there. Yeah. Them in uh, Afghanistan. And you wonder why <laughs> we say the United Nations is fucking useless. Speaking of not having values and being able to see it evidently in uh, people uh, and uh, thus in your government as well. As a result, um, Alec Baldwin. Um, listeners, a while back, I had made a statement, and I don't know if I left it in the podcast because it was kind of an early statement and I'd made it a little too soon. Uh, and the fact of like, I had made the statement that, you know, while I think Alec Baldwin's kind of a piece of shit uh, in real life um, because of the way he's treated people in the past and the things that he has said, uh, I thought that, you know, after, after killing someone that that would kind of rock someone really. And that you do the right thing and do whatever you could to make sure that the family was taken care of and that you wouldn't, you wouldn't fight a lawsuit. You would just kind of go, yeah, I, you know, I, I share responsibility in this. Being the producer of a, of you literally set, pulled the trigger, you and asshole. you you literally pulled the trigger, um, and I I think that don't get me wrong, I still think that the the person who is the weapons master and uh, all that stuff still shares responsibility. They they loaded the guns. That person should have checked that shit, and to sit there and say that they did their job as well uh, is not right either, because they clearly didn't. Otherwise, she wouldn't be dead. Yeah, the weapons master um, should have been a little more thorough. So. And don't get me wrong, listeners, there's, there is a possibility for human error, possibility for human error in every job on the planet. That is true. Why Humans aren't as perfect. Many safety checks as there are. Exactly. So what should have been brought to light is that this should have been, yes, there is a lawsuit from the family. Absolutely should get paid. The studio should contribute. Alec Baldwin should contribute. Shouldn't be any real question about that whatsoever. And the thing that should be brought up is, hey, do we have enough safety checks in our industry to make sure that this doesn't happen again? Yeah, it should be a lesson learned. This wasn't a instance where it was a blank that misfired or a blank that got you know pieces of shrapnel stuck in the barrel, like what happened with uh, Brandon Lee. This is an issue where this was a live fucking round in the gun, and it caused this. So, do we have enough safety checks in place? That should be the thing. That should be the discussion that should come up with it. Not, you know, a the, this person is fighting a lawsuit. Well, it turns out, and I th- and I thought, you know, Alec Baldwin would be the stand would be more of a stand up guy and say, yes, I share responsibility in this. Turns out, Alec Baldwin is just as much of a piece of shit as he's always been. Actually, worse than I ever thought he was. Um, turns out, he doesn't accept any responsibility whatsoever, and is actually blaming the victim for getting shot. That's a new one for me, uh, it's, it, at least in this kind of situation, because uh, we've heard victim, we've heard you know victims of, of crimes being blamed by uh, you know criminals for years, like a man you know perpetrating in someone's house falls through a, a skylight, breaks his fucking back in that woman's house, and then sues the woman for breaking his own fucking back. This is a real story, listeners. By the Didn't way, that happen in California. Yes, and he won. Yeah, there's all kinds of shit like that. Yeah, so uh, in this case, Alec Baldwin is making the defense of, oh, no, it was her fault for getting shot. Uh, she shouldn't have been standing there, that kind of shit. And I'm sitting there going, man, you are a complete piece of shit. Wow. 
Like, God damn, man. I, I hope you get sued into the fucking ground now. Like I've never, I I've rarely given, you know, want to give into to cancel culture, but fuck me. I hope you never work in Hollywood ever again, but instead he's getting the job. He's now has a job for uh, working on two Christmas movies. So I'll be sure to miss those. Anyways, couldn't, couldn't believe that thought like, God damn, how, how could Alec Ball, how could anyone do that and be like, yeah, it's their fault. Their fault. They got shot by me. I could, I could like maybe you, you understand PTSD from that shit. Yeah. I could maybe being understand being apprehensive and defensive like that. If he was, if it was for a criminal, uh, court case, like, yeah. you know, then he's trying to defend that, you know, no, it wasn't intentional. I could get that. Right. But you're, yeah. Which a lot of people are like, he should have gone to jail and he should be in jail. Like, no, no, that's, that's not how this works. No. That's not the industry I mean, works. it wouldn't, wouldn't hurt my fucking feelings if he did, but it, it's, whether it's right or not is another story. Yeah. You know? uh, but for, for fighting something that's just, like you said, a moral standpoint, you know, yeah. you fucked <laughs> moving on to a, another tragic death. Uh, recently, uh, Taylor Hawkins of Foo Fighters and Loach wishes he could be here because he's a massive Foo Fighter fan, but, uh, he was found dead. He's uh, 50 years old. There's no, uh, real statement of what happened. There's no official release as of the time of this recording. We don't know exactly what took place or, or what to, you know, what, what happened during that time. But, uh, he's been with the Foo Fighters since 1997. That was when they released, uh, the color and the shape. Um, one of my all time favorite albums from them. And, uh, it is a shame that he is gone. He was a really good drummer. That's pretty much all I can say is, you know, it's, uh, it's tough for the, for the fans. It's tough on the, uh, especially the band and, Hopefully they'll be able to recover from this and we'll see. Apparently they were, they're on tour. I heard it was a, yeah. I heard it was a rematch with Mr. T rematch with Mr. T. Yeah. Fighting some fools. I, Fighting some fools. I think it was just a sad coincidence because you know, got their movie coming out pretty soon. Oh, it's already out. Is it already out? Yeah. Studio six, six, six. It's been out for a little bit. It's uh, available on uh, voodoo to, to rent for $20, which is a little high for me. I mean, I would say that's, you know, I would say that's okay for a group of people. Like if we could get a yeah, group we were doing of the house, or something. yeah, we get a group of the house and 20 bucks is fine. That's cheaper than going to the theater right now, especially with the price of gas. Right. Uh, in some cases, but it depends on how close you live to your friends, <laughs> which case Anderson lives across town. So not going to happen. Um, he'd probably spend just as much in gas as he would just, you know, paying for an entire movie. <laughs> Yeah, we may have to go back to remote from my end at least. If silos, oh yeah, that's why you. I was saying. That's why I was saying like we might have to go to back to full remote just because of the price of gas lately. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, moving on to reviews, and we'll we'll do this for the last bit to close us out. And Miles, uh, I think you're the only one with with anything to to update on. Yeah, so uh, I've been playing a game that I, I talked about uh, earlier, uh, Dungeon of Nahobuk, uh, I think is how it's pronounced in the game. It's a it's a tactics uh, RPG, very uh, very D and D themed. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, there's not, it, it's not like an open game where you can sit there and just grind and grind and level up your characters. Uh, you you have a story to uh, proceed through, and the only real way you get you know enough experience is making sure you do all the side quests and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's a, a tactics game and it's pretty well fleshed out. The, the biggest gripe for me 
is if I issue like an attack on an enemy and it says that my chance of, of hit is well above 100% and I wind up getting a critical fail out of it, I'm like, this is bullshit. <laughs> you know, I'll have things like, oh yeah, it's 178% chance of hitting them. And then I critically fail. Like, I don't think you guys understand percentages, <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing is like when, when they do percentages, it should, it should tell you, it should be, it should be work something different. Like they, they should be telling you like it's based off of a dice roll and you have advantage, not you have 100% chance of doing this. Yeah. Because that's the, the reality is you don't have 100% chance of doing it. It's you have a dice roll plus percent or plus advantage. Yeah. So that's that's honestly my biggest gripe with it. the The writing in it is fucking hilarious. Um, the the audio oh, yeah. work is great. I've played. I've been playing Elden Ring while he's he'll be on my headset and he'll tell me some of the lines that the barbarian or someone says, and they're hysterical oh, yeah. without any context. Yeah, it's, it's really funny. It's really fucking funny. Uh, I I snagged it on sale. I think it's still on sale. Uh, it was part of Xbox's uh, games under twenty dollars sale. Yeah, uh, but it is on Game Pass, so you don't have to spend money like I did, and uh, you can <laughs> go through it's and you could probably, in, in all reality, you could probably burn through the game in just a few days. Uh, I've yeah. spent a fair amount of time just looking around and and trying to get everything done as possible, and I think I'm on the last leg of the game, but it's been worth it. I don't regret paying yeah. the money for it, but I probably would have held off <laughs> had I known it was coming to Game Pass. Yeah, and as for your fifty bucks, I would say Elden Ring would be worth it, but at the same time, you'd have to be in the mindset of there's a strong likelihood you won't have a co-op companion to go into some things with, unless Anderson buys it. Right, and you'd have to make sure you're on the same platform. Yeah, that's all we have for this week, listeners. Sorry for the long one, but uh, thank you for listening to us. Whether you're Romulan or Vulcan, doesn't matter. Sith or Jedi, we still want you listening to us. Tell your friends about us. It's pretty much the only way we get around. This is Vargo Miles. Anderson. Just uh, keep on geeking on and we're out.